0: Yeah. You ready? Three, two, one. Do you need to hear it? (laughs) Three, two, one. and welcome back to So Revival Church for another week. My name is Kim and this is Adri and we're going to kick off this week by praying. So please join with me as I pray Um, and I'm going to start with some words from Psalm 62. Yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honour depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Our great heavenly father, we give you praise for you are good all the time. In a season of such uncertainty, you are our rock. Thank you that we can trust in this as we come to you in prayer. Father, we bring you our leaders here at SoRevival as they continue to work on plans for returning to physical gatherings. We thank you for all the hard work and careful decision-making taking place in order to keep us all safe. We pray for patience, wisdom and grace as we consider the needs of the people in our community and plan safe ways for us all to meet together. May we all strive to love one another in this time as you love us. We bring before you those who are impacted by COVID. We pray for those in our community and those across the world who are struggling with the COVID situation. We pray that you would bring an end to the spread and impact of this virus. We pray also for those who are sick or struggling. We are so blessed to have a loving and supportive community here. Please keep on our hearts the needs of others and help us to reach out and check in with each other. We bring before you those who are unwell or facing difficult circumstances. Please be with them, Father, and we pray that they will know your presence and the comfort of the Holy Spirit through this difficult time. We pray for our youth and kids' ministries. We pray for our youth and kids' team leaders as they start up again for another term. Thank you for the many faithful leaders we have who use their creative energies and gospel hearts to to disciple and nurture our youth and kids. Thank you also for the youth and kids as as a new term commences. We pray that they will feel welcomed and enjoy being with each other in some sense. Father, you are the king of the universe and you are in control of all things. We put our trust in you and your providence. And we pray all of these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Thank you so much to our sister Kim for doing the prayers for us to kick us off tonight. Welcome to Soul Revival Digital. It's great to have you. I've also got two... Other wonderful sisters here on the panel with me. I've got Alana here. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
3: Good.
1: And here's Gemma. How are you?
2: Hi, Joel. I'm good. I'm good. That's good. I'm <laughs> sensing uh, a little bit of tension here.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, uh, Gemma did a f- fantastic job <laughs> taking over from my seat a few weeks ago. <laughs> Um, yes. Any feedback Some on any feedback from anyone about that, Gemma?
3: <laughs> Some would say uh, it was a better job than you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: who, are jokes,
3: jokes, jokes.
1: Who, are, who are these people? Who uh, are these people? My mum, no. Well, <laughs> 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 shout out to Mrs Snowboard. No. <laughs> that sounds like I'm talking she to can a cat. She didn't actually
3: say that, but you know. <laughs> biggest supporter, biggest supporter. That's One excellent. One hope. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right.
1: all jokes aside, I thought you did a fantastic job, and Thanks I'm sure. stoked that you stepped up and did it. So thank you very much thank for doing you. it, uh, Alana. Anything you're excited about this week? Have you um, been uh, able to explore some of the extra freedoms that we have?
2: Uh, I I've been at work. Yep. Um, oh, you've been working. Okay. Yeah, but like we've had customers in the store, which is because I work in retail. Uh, it's very strange. I've gotten the last three days uh, halfway through a day and realized my voice has just gone hoarse because I'm just talking so much more and it's really strange and I don't know unlike my social interaction levels are dropping very quickly but it's so it's so fun at the same time All so right. yeah it's
1: that's good to cool be back. Well, congratulations on <laughs> getting a horse voice
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. That's> a
1: <laughs> but it's actually a good sign it's like oh he went mm. like we're not used to talking to people as yeah. much because of that thing so as things start to change uh, we're going to keep talking about that um, and Stu's going to um, have an announcement for us around that right now so we'll throw to that
4: Hello everyone, it's great to be with you today, and I'm really happy to announce that this week our leadership teams met again, and our wardens have listened to the feedback from all our leadership team meetings and the survey and the planning day that we've had, and they've decided that we're going to start our public gatherings starting the week of the 3rd of December. So the 3rd, the 4th and the 5th of December are going to be when we start our public gatherings again, and we're going to be able to do that without masks. With singing, we're going to be able to have meals and we're also going to be able to have two square metre rule and we're actually going to be able to uh, do that after the 3rd of December. So on the 3rd, the 4th and the 5th, we'll have our, our first public gatherings and that will be the same weekend where our youth and children's ministries start back up face-to-face as well. On that weekend, we're going to be still having our Sorrel revival Digital for those who can't or are not ready yet to come back to public gatherings. And so be assured that we'll still have the digital gathering for that. Uh, As you know, we decided that we'd wait uh, and not meet together at the 70%. Uh, We've decided uh, basically that at the 80%, there's still too many restrictions around gathering. And also that we need more time to get our service teams ready, to be ready to come back together safely and so that everyone can come back together. So we're really excited about this. All the details of this decision are in the newsletter. And so I encourage you to read this weekend's newsletter. The other thing that's in the newsletter is that while we're waiting for our public gatherings to go back till uh, the 3rd of December, we are going to start meeting with our, gather- our community groups rather next week. And so we're encouraging our community groups that if you would like to get back together, uh, you can do that. Um, the restriction around that initially is going to be that only double-vax people can attend our community groups. But we are going to ask each of the community groups to have a Zoom link for people who uh, are not uh yet or not going to be uh, getting double vaxxed so that also people who are not ready to come back even if they are double vaxxed we've got that zoom option so that everybody can be included so that's also a great announcement that's in the newsletter there's some more details about the kids and youth returning and all as always lots of updates about our digital uh, also want to encourage you that coming up is our shock absorber conference and you've probably already heard about that Uh, a few people have been asking me what's the shock absorber all about and i've been saying that it's basically helping us as a church to work out how we get uh, a space where young people and adults can come together to talk about faith and life together and work on the church together so the shock absorber conference is going to be about us talking together about how we can keep growing that approach at our church. Also next week, I'm really excited that we're going to be having a Berea deep dive, which is uh, Berea is our training uh, arm at Soul Revival Church. And we're going to be looking at one particular Bible study from the John Se- One John series. And we're going to be looking at what does it look like to live in love? And that'll be next Wednesday. And of course the details for that and everything else is on the pulse and also in your newsletter. So uh, yeah, if you have any questions, Please feel free to get back to me, particularly about uh, return to gatherings. But uh, we'll be giving you some more details next week about some of the details of what it's going to look like to come back to gatherings. Our service teams will be meeting next week to discuss how to get all 10 service areas ready for meeting. And we're also going to be sharing with you how... Uh, we're going to be able to uh, start getting our factory at Kirrawee ready and also our other venues ready for reopening. And the other good news, just to finish on, is that we're also going to be able to have a wedding that's been slated since the beginning of the year in November. So that's very exciting for the couple as they were a bit unsure if they were able to get married in November. So that and any more information, as I already said, please feel free to get in touch with me and uh, any of our wardens or your pastor from your gathering. And uh, let's start praying for and getting excited about seeing each other face-to-face soon, one we? way.
2: Welcome back, kids, uh, and everyone else, really. I have two special guests here. We have Lionel. Hello, everybody. And we have Mercy. Hi. Uh, Lionel, it's been a while since I've seen you. How have you been, mate? Good. Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What have you been up to on your break? Well, fun, lots fun, great, interesting things. That's that is superb. I'm I love your excitement. Thank you so much for bringing that to the table.
5: Well, no worries. I've been in a recording studio. What?
2: What have you been doing there?
5: Recording my first single. Woohoo! Would you like to hear it? Yes. It's for my brother, Messi. <gasps> oh. Because he doesn't like to clean. I thought this would help. Okay. Do you want to hear it? I, I, I'll, no. I'll happily hear a bit. Messi, do you want to hear a bit? No. <laughs> yes, mum will love it. Just just a little bit, messy. A little um, bit? Okay. Okay. All right. A bit. I think I can make this work. Hang on.
6: Get ready! Mr Muscles, Mr Sheen, let's get things super clean! And again, spray and wipe for Grime Unseen, let's get things really clean! Get ready, this is fight it! Fight Grime on the weekend! Yeah. Yes let's fight Grime on the weekend! Let's fight Grime on the weekends! Yeah let's fight Grime on the weekends! Oh my gosh! It's out
5: on Spot the Fly and Apple Pie Music. Oh, brilliant! Thank you so much for
2: that Lionel. Oh, that's that's really wonderful, Messi, Do you reckon that's going to help clean your room? Oh, uh, no. Ah, uh, did did you enjoy the track though? At least.
5: Um, I prefer reggae. Fair. Uh, that,
2: that that's fair. May, maybe we can figure out a, a reggae version for it for yeah, for man. a bit later. <laughs> Now, Messi, we haven't actually met before. I, uh, oh, hello, Lana. Hello. I uh, I hear you're a fan of volleyball, but um, have you done Love your research? the volleyball. <laughs> have you done your research about uh, football? What are you saying? I'll take that as a no then. Never heard of it. Well, we, we've going to teach
5: you about football, mate. There's I don't even have feet. <laughs> it is hard for us, Messi, isn't it? That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well... Uh, what
2: we're talking about this week is, uh, so obviously we're looking at God's word and we're looking at, uh, a bit from one John chapter four. Um, and we're talking about how God loved us first. So a little bit from us, uh, from one John chapter four, verse seven, um, dear friends, let us love one another for love, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Um, And a little bit further down in verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Um, And then a little bit further down again in verse 12, uh, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So pretty much we're talking about how God loved us first before we were ever born um, before we were ever really considered coming into this world, you know, 2000 years ago, he sent Jesus down to die for our sins, which is really, really cool. It's a really awesome thing that before even our parents or our grandparents, well before they were even brought into this world, you know, they, God loved us enough to do that. And because of that, he wants us to love one another. So, you know, loving our brothers and sisters and, um,
5: Mums yeah. and dads by cleaning! Messy! Yep. Um no. <laughs> yeah, it would love mum. Um it really would. She loves me more. <laughs> okay. But we Mom! do Um <laughs> Messy did it again Well well On the YouTube thing, Facebook <laughs> You're in big
6: trouble.
2: Okay. Well, while we've got Lionel and Messi uh, being very vocal about, you know, how we should be loving people, um, Lionel, do you maybe have some ways that you can love Messi?
5: I made a song for him. This is true. To help him get in the mood to clean like me this on the true. weekends.
2: Are there any other ways that you might be able to
5: love Messi? Um, I could clean for him because I love it. Yes, yes. That is, that is a very good answer. Messi,
2: are there any ways that you could love Lionel?
5: Um, I could let him be the top hat when we play Monopoly. I love the yeah. top hat. Thank you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Yay. Well, uh-huh. oh. Thanks, Messi. You're the best brother ever. Oh, but you are. Just don't tell the other brothers. <laughs> I
2: won't. Yeah, isn't there something like 400 people in your family?
5: Oh, who knows? Um, it grows. gets bigger every week.
2: <laughs> Fair. Um, so, yeah, those are some really good uh, ways of loving your siblings. Um, like maybe also as well letting your brother or your sister pick what you guys watch on TV or playing a board game or a video game with them um, or when you're hanging out with your friends uh, similar sort of thing, maybe just like seeing what they want to do and getting really interested in what they want to do because they might be really into skateboarding or reading or something like that and just getting super keen and involved with them and loving them in that way. So, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Um, Thank you.
5: Awesome. I can't read.
2: <laughs> then we get well, – your mates can help you read. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um We're going to throw to Wang, who's going to actually read the Bible for us now. Uh, So, yeah. Bye!
7: (laughs) Today's reading is from the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verse 7 to 21. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love, not that we love God, but that He love us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges That Jesus is the Son of God. God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because He first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And He has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister.
3: Uh, we are back. Uh, thanks for that Bible reading, Wang. Uh, I'm now joined with Jai and Alana. And uh, Jai, you're going to be giving us the sermon for today. Yep. Um, so I guess I'll just hand over to you and you can kick it off.
8: Yeah, we can do that. For sure. Uh, what I might do is we might pray and then we'll jump in. How's that? Uh, how about you pray with me? Uh, dear gracious God, we do thank you for this opportunity to be in your word. Father, we thank you for our One John series and we pray uh, that as we look at chapter four uh, today, we pray that you would help us to uh, to see your love and how we are to love others clearly. Father, we pray that, uh, that you give us wisdom and insight on how to do that and pray that uh, that the message uh, tonight will be encouraging and thought-provoking and spur us on to love one another. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, if you've got your Bibles there, uh, whether you're on your phone or you know, you're know you going old school, uh, make sure you go there because we're going to have a look and we're going to kick off by having a look at the fact that God is love. Uh, you look there, 1 John 4, verse 7 and 8, where it reads, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God, and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And what we see right here in these verses is that love is from God. It's this love is not like a, a present that you might give to your friend or to your children or to someone in your family. Actually, to uh, to quote John Piper. He says this, he says it means that love is from God the way that heat is from fire or the way light is from the sun. He goes on to say, love belongs to God's nature. It's woven into who he is. It's part of what it means to be God. The sun gives light because it is light. The fire, it gives heat because it is heat. What we find is that Love is part of who God is. God loves because he is love. And the nature of that love is shown just in the next few verses, in verses 9 to 10. Have a look with me, where it says this. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love, verse 10. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. See the aim of God sending His Son, He says, was to be a propitiation for our sins. That's what makes this sending to be love. But what is propitiation? It's a kind of a big word, a tricky word. I have trouble saying that even. <laughs> but it, what does it mean? It means that Jesus came to bear our punishment for sin, to be the one who removes the wrath of God from us. This is this sending of Jesus to be our propitiation is to do these things, and that is the act of love. In fact, there's this wonderful story uh, that I love to tell, and I'm sorry if I've already told this. If you've heard this before, I'm sorry, but it's wonderful. And it's about this uh, medieval monk who announced to the village that he, next Sunday, was going to do a sermon talking about the love of God. And so he invited the whole village to come to the cathedral to hear this. And as the the shadows fell and the light ceased to come through the cathedral windows, as the congregation gathered and the murmuring kind of started to die down, in the darkness of the altar, the monk lit a candle and he carried it up to the crucifix that was up the front of the church. And as he did that, he first of all illuminated the crown of thorns then next he went to the two wounded hands on either side and then to the mark of the spear in the side. A hush fell, he blew out the candle and then he walked out of the cathedral. The reason why he did this was because there was nothing left to say. This is God's love shown for us through his son Jesus. And you've got to say, wow, well, that's amazing, right? That is insane that in terms of uh imagery and uh and just i guess just the sheer amazingness of of seeing something like that it's just it just takes my breath away i mean awe of that i would have loved to have been there in, in that moment but that's what one john uh yeah one john three sixteen has told us when we when we first started this that jesus actually lays down his life he does it in love it's not taken from him but he gives it up freely for us, for our, to take our punishment. And it was not because we loved God, and in some way we deserved it because we loved him so much, but God actually makes the first move. God actually makes the move to love us before we loved him. And this is love, isn't it? This is perfect love, free love. So God is the, the source and the origin of love of all true love. It all comes from him. This love is a love for God and a love for others. And this is the, the big theme of this passage that we're looking at. And what I like to do in this format that we've got is actually just to pause for a moment and actually ask these guys a question as, uh, just so we get some different perspectives as we go through this. But I want to ask that, you know, hearing the story of the, of the monk Demonstrating uh, through the lighting of the candle of God's love for us, and hearing that God loves us before we even loved Him, I wonder whether you guys can remember that moment when you heard or understood God's love, or the fact that He loved us before we did.
2: Would mm. I like go first? Sure. Um, yeah. So I remember it um, pretty well, and it's it's quite interesting that we're doing this passage today because. Um, it was actually when I first heard, um, this passage from one John, um, four, um, and it was my first night in a church ever. So I've come from a non-Christian family. Um, and so I don't think I necessarily fully understood it then. I, um, it definitely took some time to really sink in. Um, but I remember hearing it, um, and I was like, wow, this is like, this just seems pretty cool like um, God sending his son because he loves us and I have literally had nothing to do with God before this. Mm. Um, you know, this is a pretty cool thing if it's if it's true. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my first time uh, hearing it and thinking about it a bit, which is, mm. yeah, yeah.
8: That's awesome. It was almost like we planned it. Oh, no. no <laughs> <we> totally didn't. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, I think for me, I, um, I guess I grew up in a Christian family, so I always kind of was like, oh yeah, God loves me, Jesus loves me, like, and you sing that song like, yes, Jesus loves me, like that one. (laughs) Um, and it's like, you can like say it and it's all like good and well, but I think for me, um, the first time I like really was like struck by it was actually at a youth camp. Um, and I don't actually remember what the sermon was on. But I just remember um, the guy that was preaching just really stressed. He was like, Jesus like died for you because he loves you. And right. it was just like, well, Jesus died a long time ago and I wasn't in the picture then, but I was in his picture and mm. he knew that I was coming. And he knew that like everyone who is a child of his is coming and like, it's just really cool to think how that is so far out of our like, history that we're currently mm. living in now. Um, that such a beautiful love could be shown uh, to us. And I think I was really struck by it when um, he just really like pointed and was like, Jesus died like for you. And I was just like, what? Like that is so insane, like mm. so wonderful. And I think that's something that I'm reminded of every time like we kind of come around to Easter and talking about that. And it's just a really beautiful thing that I think I often take for granted or forget.
8: Yeah, oh, that's, that's awesome. And that's, I know with my kids trying to explain to them that uh, the things that I did before they were born, they have trouble kind of going, there was things that happened before yeah. <laughs> I existed. And, and to, to, yeah, exactly, like to know that Jesus died for us before we even existed, because he loves us, before we were even known to this world, mm. we were known to him, is, is just a beautiful thing. And I, I I remember too, the first time I heard about the fact that, that God loved me by sending his son before I even knew him, um, Coming from, a, uh, like you, Alana, from a non-Christian family and not really feeling like I fitted in and spent a lot of time getting more criticism than positive uh, reinforcement. And so I had a very negative view of myself. And to hear that someone loved me no matter what I did or who I was, mm. was it, it blew my mind. It actually made me go, I need to check out this person mm. um, and get to know him more. And, and that, that, that's the, the, the wonderful message that we have in the Gospels. And it's what we find as we continue on here in uh, 1 John uh, chapter 4, because verse 11 will go on and says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. So it's not just that we are loved by God, but we also need to then live out that in our lives. We We are loved, so then we love in return. And not just God, but those around us. And the reason why we are to do that, the reason why we are to love others because God loves us is because the God of love is actually living in us through his spirit. He gives us his Holy Spirit which makes us children of his and as his children we take on his nature. We, be, we are like him. See that nature that is God's, that God of love becomes our nature when we are born again. When we become his children, we become part of who he is. Therefore, we, we ought to love one another in the same way that, and I love this little illustration, we we're to love one another in the way that uh, we ought, sorry, I'll say that again, we ought to love one another in the same way that fish ought to swim in water and birds ought to fly in the air and living creatures ought to breathe air and peaches ought to be sweet and lemons ought to be sour. That's what love is like in our in, as, as in in our lives as we live out the nature of God. I think that's why one of the fruits of the Spirit is love. As we have God's Spirit in us, love is to be the thing produced by the Spirit in us. I just want to pause for a moment. And um, and I just want to acknowledge too that we are not going to be able to love one another perfectly. Now this isn't a get out of jail free call, uh, clause or any of those sorts of things. It's just stating fact. We are not perfect. Uh, There are times, and I try to encourage my kids with this, is that they want to do things to love and serve people, and they will do things, but then it actually turns out that it actually isn't helpful or loving. And sometimes it's because we just don't ask what is the most loving thing to do. How can I help you? How can I love you in this situation? We think we know what's best, but it's not always the case. And so we have this constant battle between uh, our flesh and the spirit, between the old way and the new way, what we think is best and what is actually best. There's this ongoing struggle. And so we will, we will find at times, we'll we find times where loving one another is difficult and is hard and we won't always get it right. But that doesn't mean that we are not to stop loving one another. We need to keep working at it, keep growing in it. Keep letting the spirit of love that dwells in us, the nature of God's love in us, to flow out of our lives and into the lives of others. See, God's spirit is in us and the love we ought to have for one another is is to be like that, to to be that self-sacrificing type of person like Jesus. Our love is to to sacrifice ourselves for others. It means putting our, our needs to the side And looking to the needs of others, a cool story that kind of points this out is a um, a man by the name of William Gladstone uh, was announcing the death of uh, Princess Alice in the House of Commons, and he told this story. He said this. He said the little daughter of the princess was seriously ill, with uh, with a with a life uh, basically was a terminal illness. Uh, It was a virus that was going around. The doctors told the princess not to kiss her daughter or that she would endanger her life by breathing in that child's air and catching the disease herself. But there was a moment when Princess Alice's daughter was struggling for breath and her mother just grabbed her, forgetting herself entirely, took a hold of this little one in her arms to keep her from choking to death. As the child was rasping and struggling for her life, the little girl called out to her mama saying, Mama, kiss me. And without thinking of herself, Princess Anna tenderly in her arms kissed her daughter and inadvertently got the disease and some days later died and went to be with the Lord. Now I tell that story because it shows us what real love is like. Because real love forgets self. Real, lo- real love knows no danger real love doesn't count the cost real love looks for the needs of others and there's lots of different ways that we can do that and so again i want to pause and ask these guys uh, if they've thought of any uh practical ideas on how we can put this type of love into action ways that we can love one another without uh, you know in the way that we've just kind of been talking about you guys got any thoughts
3: like to go alana i'm still thinking if you want to go first (laughs) um i was actually just thinking about um through lockdown i feel like this has been a really interesting time to kind of see how people love each other when we can't be connected because i think um normally my instinct to love someone is to be with them and to comfort them and to be in a space where i can like love them and be there Mm. but i feel like because of lockdown we can't do that um so i've been really trying to think about how um I can do that through lockdown. And I think um, one of the things that came to my mind was actually the traffic light system that we've been using at church. And I feel like that's a really good way to be like, hey, I don't want to pressure you to give me a whole rundown of what's going on for you, but I really care about you Mm -hmm. and want to be able to pray for you. Um, And I feel like being able to have this really like easy indication of how someone's going through the colours, just going, okay, I'm going to pray for this person. Um, And I think um, through lockdown... I have been praying for people more than I normally do, which I think has been a bit of a wake up call because mm. I think I wasn't like that before. Um, but yeah, I think that's like the best way that I can love someone without being there with them.
2: Um, and that's kind of been where I've gone.
3: Mm.
8: Yeah, it's awesome. That's helpful. Thanks. What do you reckon, Alana?
2: Um, yeah, I definitely agree with what you were saying Gemma, like the traffic light system. Um, that we've been using, I think has been really helpful. Um, I guess one of the things I was thinking about is trying to love people even when it's hard to do so. Not necessarily being, um, I guess, hard to love an individual person, but when things in your own life you might be struggling and so yeah. how you can love someone best then. And I th- I definitely agree one of the best things is praying um, because – and, and sometimes even just shooting someone a text and just being like, hey, I've been praying for you because I know um, even a couple of non-Christian mates of mine, I've just said, hey, I've been praying for you and they're like, oh, wow, that means a lot because I mm. think they understand the sentiment of it. Mm. Um, but I think another thing I've been doing is if I know there's someone who has been struggling and I don't necessarily have the capacity um, to be able to support and help them in the best way possible. There is, of course, praying and talking to them. Um, but I think as well, knowing, I guess, other people who can help and support them mm. um, and have been reaching out to those people and going, hey, I don't quite have the capacity. Do you mind helping me support that person? And just kind of trying to work as a community to love each other because I think it's really important to do it as a community, um, you know God wants us to be in community with each other in fellowship with each other, um and sometimes that is like that's loving and supporting people who are struggling, but that's also supporting other people who are struggling mm. to support someone yeah. um so yeah, I think that's something I've kind of been resonating with a lot with particularly in lockdown as it's been more difficult mm. um It's just how um working with other people to love others as well
8: yeah. yeah yeah i think that's really helpful and i know um one of the things that i've really struggled with uh during lockdown and was uh, convicted of is the rain um <laughs> but uh also i think um uh the fact that we don't we're not meeting up with each other as regularly and i'm not the most organized of people so organizing to catch up with people is not something that I naturally do. And I was really convicted actually doing the sermon that I actually, even though that's not what I naturally do or I like to do or just comes, nat- you know, it's just something that I just, you know, oh yeah, this I've got the, all my calendars and whatever else, um, that maybe I actually just need to step out and do that mm. and actually organise to catch up with people um, I think we're just yeah, relying on old systems that hasn't yeah. been working because we've been in lockdown. Uh, loving one another. There's lots of practical things that encourage us to keep thinking practically. And you might want to throw some things in the comments as well uh on things that you found uh you know just things in general that are practically good and helpful for us but this idea of loving one another it does mean that we we do need to get a bit dirty we need to get our hands dirty and uh and love one another and to do it sometimes with no desire to receive love in return sometimes we we can we love others thinking that we'll get it back but that's not the type of love that john is talking about here it's loving people because that's who we are we just love and it's not about getting love in return and so what we've got, what we've got is that we've got the fact that God is love and God's spirit is in us. And so the nat- the very nature of God is, is in us too. So we are part of our new nature is to love, uh, to love one another, to love God. But there's also another reason why it's important for us to love one another from this passage. Verse 12 says this. No one has ever seen God, but if we love God, uh, sorry, I'll do that again. Verse 12. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. I don't know if you've heard this, uh, I hear this quite often, uh, people saying things like, uh, show me God, or if if I could see God, then I'd believe him. I think it would be wonderful, an amazing thing to be able to say to people when they say things like that, that they can see God. And the way that they can do that is actually by coming to church. They could come to church or to Bible study and see God. They could come to your home and have dinner or lunch with you or a picnic with you or a walk with you and see God. That they would come and see us love one another and that way they would see God in action in our life. That is one of the ways we can demonstrate or we can show God to people is the way that we love one another. We show God to be real. We show God's nature of love to others. We can really demonstrate the the, uh, the the wonderful beauty it is to know God and to be loved by Him. See, God loves us, and when we when we love one another, we complete the circuit. The, the circuit is completed in that the way that we love. So there's this great importance on us to love one another, for we reflect God's love for us. God's love flows from His Spirit into us, and then out of us into the lives of others, and that's what we need to be constantly reminding each other and encouraging each other to look at what real love is, to look at the source of love, the love that we saw in verses nine and ten. We need to be praying every day that when we hear it, that our hearts that may have become hardened or maybe a little bit joyless or loveless, that they actually become, that actually are melted, that they are kickstarted, that they are revived that they just want to reach out and love those around us. Because again, we're reminded in verse 19 that we love because he, God, first loved us through his son Jesus. And so it's important for us to always to be reminding each other of our first love. That's how we, we, our hearts get hard or, or stale or joyless is when we, we stop forgetting our first love. But if we are reminding each other of our first love and encouraging each other to keep loving God, to know the love of God, then I think verse uh, 20 won't be true of us. Where it says, Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. We keep encouraging each other to love God and therefore love one another. I don't know about you, but there are times when I do find it hard to love others. And it's usually when my relationship with God is not at its best. It's when I've either stopped reading the Word of God, I've stopped listening to Him, and I've stopped speaking to Him in prayer. There are times when my prayers have dried up. There there are the times I find it hard because I'm not connected to the source of love. A bit like a fish out of water, really. A fish needs the water to, to breathe. And so, therefore, when we are not in relationship with our God, we struggle. We struggle for that oxygen of love, that source of love, to breathe in each and every day. And so, it's important for us to be constantly uh, tapping and connecting to the source, loving God, being in relationship with Him and with one another. And that way, that will help us, it will give us the strength to continue to show us and equip us on how we are to love one another through. God's word through prayer, through his spirit and through one another. And so I want to encourage us uh, tonight to put these words into action. To to hear the encouragement tonight that God loved us before we loved him. That that love is part of who God is. It's part of his nature and that nature is in us because we are now his children. His spirit, his nature dwells in us. And therefore, we are to live out that nature. We are to be true to that nature. And we are to love one another. Even in those times when we find it hard. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask these guys a quick question uh, as we finish up. So let me do that. Uh, dear gracious God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the encouragement to love one another. The encouragement that we were loved before we, were even, before we even came into existence. That we were known and loved by you. Father, that we have your spirit in us, your nature dwelling in us. Father, we pray that you would help us to live true to that nature. Father, we pray that you would equip us, that you give us wisdom and understanding on how we can love and serve you and one another. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So just as uh, we finish up, I was just wondering whether uh, there have been barriers for for either of you guys in uh, loving other people and maybe ways that you've overcome that I don't know who wants to go first. How had a turn each. you want to go? I'm happy
3: if you go first. (laughs) Okay, all right. I'm happy to go first. Um, Yeah, I think there's probably a few barriers that come to mind for me. I think um, there's kind of these like two streams, I'll call them. So like one of them is like when I struggle with somebody else um, for a variety of reasons Mm. um, that may not actually be something that they've done or it could be a relational thing or it could be a circumstantial thing a whole lot of reasons but I also think there's like a stream where it's like actually on me and on my capacity to love people and I think um, sometimes when I can get quite like self-absorbed in what I'm doing or when I'm in a busy season of life and Mm. trying to like tick all these boxes and get everything done I'm not necessarily thinking about other people and what they're trying to get done. And I think um, that's a big barrier for me. But I also really loved um, how you kind of said we need to like tap the source and come back to God. And um, that's kind of where we get like refueled and refreshed, ready to Mm. love other people. And I think um, I do notice that through the kind of seasons where I'm really like devoted and doing my devotions and praying like really frequently that life feels a lot more full of love and like I feel like that's in my nature and it Mm. feels really natural to kind of love people and I'm like oh it's like I'm gonna overlook all these things because like I'm not as worried about them but I Mm. think when I'm really struggling um, with God or when I'm um, maybe not as consistent with my times but with him I really start to notice um, I guess like a bitterness and like a frustration and I think that starts to affect my relationship with other people naturally so i think Mm. those are kind of the main things
2: for me
8: yeah that's cool that's really cool alana how about you
2: um yeah i think one of um my barriers i guess when it comes to um trying to love people to the best um quite often comes down to my mental health Mm -hmm. um And sometimes that does kind of dip into, you know, how much time I'm spending with God and kind of they coincide sometimes, Um, not always. Um, But yeah, I I often find like, as you were saying, um, but for different reasons, I don't necessarily have the capacity um, to be able to love people and do kind of become quite more um, single-minded and inward focused, um, which is not necessarily the best thing to be doing at all um and so yeah there was one thing that you said about um real love forgets self um which I think I really resonated with um that you know we do have those times when our mental health may not be so great and that that is okay like those those things do happen um but trying to i guess for me i i often find sometimes i can come out of those times a bit better when i do focus on other people um and do actually you know try and spend time with people try and you know go for a walk like a lot of people have been doing during lockdown that sort of thing which has been really cool um and yeah so for me kind of overcoming those barriers is actually doing that exact thing is actually actively trying to go okay i haven't sent this person a message for a while, or I haven't uh, gone for a walk with this person, or mm. something like that, um, and that kind of helps overcome those barriers. Because in that time, you do actually get to love them, you get to have a bit of a catch up, um, see what they need, things like that. Yeah,
8: yeah, that's. I think that's <laughs> super helpful, and I think um, that they're really important things to, to be thinking about. Sometimes. Uh, our mental health or where we're at mentally uh, does have an impact mm-hmm. and I, and I think um, in those moments it gives us a great opportunity for the rest of the body of the church to love us. Mm. Um, often we will, when we're going through difficulties, we will pull back from our community, mm. thinking mm. That that's the best way because uh, I've got nothing to give, so if I pull back then i you know I'm, that's the best thing to do mm. So actually I think when we're when we're going through those times actually allowing other people the opportunity to love. Mm us is a really important thing and i think too like reading the bible and praying and being connected to god is that opportunity that we have to lift our heads up and to look at what's going on uh, instead of being you know stuck in the to-do list and all those sorts of things uh, which i think is really important i think too um, one of the other things i think can be uh, a barrier for us in terms of loving others is um, not knowing there are lots of things that we don't know that go on in our communities, uh, in our church, in, in the homes of other people, in the lives of people, uh, not just in our area or our state or our country, but around the world that we don't know about. And um, I think being informed of things is really helpful. And that doesn't always mean that um, that as a church that we'll do everything, but as, as individual Christians, there are lots of things that we can do. Mm. And I think that's what we, we need to do to take that up and to love one another um as a church but also you know this is to love one another as christians as children of god Mm. i think that's really cool Mm.
3: 100 percent. well thanks so much for that jai that was really awesome and i am feeling super encouraged um after that uh we are now going to have a song so i'm going to hand over to that and we'll be back very soon
9: has a...
1: to wrap things up, thank you very much for joining us. Uh thank you to both you guys, uh, Alana and um Gemma. Almost forgot your name, sorry. Oh, thank you Gemma. Um I was super I was standing behind the camera, I was super encouraged by your answers, so thank you very much for that. Uh so to wrap it up, uh, Gemma, anything you would like the the listeners and watchers to to hear at the end? <laughs>
3: You make that sound like kind of vain, but um, <laughs> actually I was going to say something really like serious and nice. Um, I just wanted to kind of say like um, before in the sermon, I kind of mentioned the uh, traffic light system yeah. and I feel like um, even though lockdown's kind of lifted now, I think um, it's still really important to maintain that kind of checking in and um, making sure people are okay. Because I feel like this is just as much of an adjustment as kind of adjusting into lockdown. I feel like... I'm already overwhelmed with my social and work oh. calendar. I'm just like a little bit like there's so many things and Christmas is hectic and everything. But I think it's good to like check in um, and make sure people are coping with that um, well and yeah, just to make sure people are doing okay.
1: Awesome. Thank you. It's a great way to finish that up. Uh, mm-hmm. Alana, I had a question for you. Uh, well, there's a lot of other content coming out from Soul Revival as you might have seen. There is. Have you, uh, been, have you been listening to the Chip Lunch podcast?
2: <laughs> I, I finally started. <laughs> Like last week, I've been meaning to for ages, and I finally did. Watch the first two episodes. I'm getting up to Gemma's.
1: Gemma's oh, number three. That's right. Um,
2: I believe there is still a contest between the highest viewership for Hudson and Daniel Darvell's episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> check them out uh, along with the rest of the Chip, Lump- the, the Chip Lunch podcast. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: You're going to be on it. So we're going to record later today your episode.
2: I, I am. Yes. I'm it's very, very excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, and there is also <laughs> the Shock Absorber podcast. Uh, which we're in the middle of season three of, I believe. That's That's right. Yeah, you're doing really well. Good job. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, So, yeah, check that one out too.
1: Yep. So the latest latest shock absorber is with um, Leonie, one of our wardens. So we talk about parachurch ministry and she's Mm -hmm. been very involved in sports, uh, chaplaincy and also uh, university ministry. Mm -hmm. So that's a really cool episode if you're interested in checking that out. Chip Lunch, the latest one, is with Mandel uh, McCall. I was going to call her Waddington. It's Amanda McCall, <laughs> and um, that's the latest episode, which is very, very cool episode, so I really enjoyed being on that one with her. And look out for next week, because Alana's episode's coming up. Anyway, check that out. Uh, we're going to put a little uh, promo at the end just so you can see what we're talking about, and um, thanks very much for listening and watching, and we'll finish up with a...
9: One way. One, one way. way.
8: idea of um, sports chaplaincy is to actually um, enable there to be chaplains for local clubs. It's not just elite sport, it's not just the the professionals, um, but it's actually at a local level because that's where there are sporting communities and you know everywhere there's a community of people, then it's helpful for us um, if we want to be part of that community, particularly if we're already part of that community, why not... um, see that as an opportunity to have an influence, you know, to be, um, to be serving them.
6: Mr Muscles, Mr Sheen, let's get things super clean. Spray and wipe for a grime unseen, let's get things really clean fight crime on the weekends, yes let's fight crime on the weekends, let's fight crime on the weekends, yeah let's fight crime on the weekends.